Welcome to show 66 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I am joined with Karen to chat about the Great Cloth Diaper Change, which will be happening in a few weeks. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, a somewhat regular show where we chat about cloth diapering with parents, brands, retailers from around the world. Today is the first time that I've had a repeat guest in the show. The last time we talked to Karen was show 24 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, and that was nearly two years ago. We talked about the great cloth diaper change and why you might want to host an event or have an event. It's still a fantastic episode where I chat with Karen. But today we thought we would touch base and join again to have an impromptu update on the cloth diaper change because so much has happened in the last year. We're now living in a global pandemic where health regulations around the world are varying and different. Because of that, the Great Cloth Diaper Change looks a little bit different this year. This year, the Great Cloth Diaper Change is brought to you by a series of virtual events. I'll be co-hosting an event with Anna from Nerdy Mamas on Facebook on April 24th at 11 a.m. PST, Pacific Savings Time, Pacific Time. Um, you can find the event on my Facebook page as well. I'll link it in the show notes. But until there, that's not the only event. If you, There are so many events happening this year, and Karen and I are going to chat about what those look like, how they look like, and uh, yeah. Karen is a little bit of a fast talker. My apologies. I definitely should remind her to slow down. We had such a great time catching up on this episode of The Change. A few other housekeeping notes, though. I would like to bring up that show notes are currently delayed. So while I did reach out and get some help from a great transcriptionist, we've had a little bit of a hiccup. And so... They will be coming, but they just won't be coming as quickly as they used to. Also, Earth Day is April 22nd, 2021. This year for Earth Day, I will be having a similar blog post and promotional shares, just like Black Friday. I've already heard from a few amazing cloth diaper brands that they'll be hosting the biggest, best ever cloth diaper sales of the year. These are discounts that are better than the spring sales we saw over spring break that are better than Black Friday. This will vary from brand to brand, but that is the secret on the street that I know of right now. Uh, Yeah. So if you haven't gotten onto my email list, now is the time to do that. So you can find out about those sale dates coming at you later this month and find out what those sales are. I also have a super secret announcement coming at the end of April and I am still working on updating my book. So if you're looking for that update, it's not quite done yet, but I am hoping soon. Turns out when you have a spring break with a five-year-old, you eat up a lot of your time. All right. So into the conversation with Karen. If somebody hasn't heard of the GCDC, what what is it and what could we tell them about it? Well, it's it's like everything else nowadays, it's definitely different than what it was because of COVID. But I'll tell you in general, uh, the GCDC is a way to promote cloth diapering, I guess. It's to, it's to share in the use of cloth diapers, to share in the information of cloth diapering. And um, it was set up. Uh, back in 2011 from a a business owner in the United States, what she was trying to do is create an event around Earth Day where she could get her cloth diapering community together uh, to sort of celebrate in cloth diapering, if you will, their choices and talk about how it was to be okay to be part-time cloth diapers or full-time or um, maybe share tricks of the trade so that they could, you know, um, expand on their knowledge and stuff like that. But then they got it into their idea, into their heads that maybe they would like to try for a Guinness record 
standard. And then again, therefore, hopefully promoting it more across the country and maybe into other countries. And sure enough, that is exactly what happened. And so um, the great cloth diaper change was created because they wanted to promote cloth diapering to cloth users and non-cloth users as an option um, in the world out there with young families. Uh, but what it became at that point was a record. <laughs> so um, I should read that because of course I can never remember <laughs> exactly what it was. But uh, in 2011, they set a record for the most people changing cloth diapers simultaneously because they set a time and literally around the world at the same time, even if it meant two in the morning in some countries, they changed diapers at the same time, making a huge simultaneous cloth diaper change. Um, and so then the next year they had an annual, the second annual event and they did it again and they broke that record. Wow, yeah. We do have two different world records because in 2013, they set a new one. Um, that's because of some changes at Guinness. And so the next record was for most people changing cloth diapers in a 24-hour period. And that worked well for us because then we can incorporate some countries. Everybody had to use the same time that was set um, locally. So I believe it was 10.30 a.m. I'm not really sure. Don't count me on that. 10.30 or 11 in the morning. Um, and then just whenever your time zone hit that number, the people in those areas would do their cloth diaper changes and so again it just kind of went all the way around the world in that 24-hour span and that became our new record which then we broke the following year but sadly in 2015 uh, we just sort of separated ways with Guinness the RDA was running the show then and it just became difficult they kept creating different rules I'm not saying we couldn't follow the rules but they made it more difficult and one of the things that they brought in uh, was a video component and as you can imagine with the um, changing of babies the nudity of children if you will um, we couldn't quite get to a, a com uh, compromise with them on what we could do they wanted to have now video content for proof of changes um, and we had set up a rather wonderful way of doing it for the four years previous where we had a before after and after picture and then corresponding witness statements to those numbers and so it worked well um, but they wouldn't budge and so we actually stopped working with them at that point which is why the event kind of went back to its grassroots yeah. just getting the information out there sharing that knowledge we did try again to work with them in 2018 but then they uh, were able to explain to us that they've actually now stopped doing these types of events they no longer have a record for multiple events around the world and it's probably just too much for them and so we remain in the way that we are uh, I can tell you the quick difference is, is it used to be just a one-day event then a couple of years ago we went to a two-day event it covers a weekend and now as of last year and this year it's a three-day event we have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the end of April. And the reason we incorporated Friday is because there's just so many businesses that want to get involved. Uh, and so since often they're open on Fridays or it's easier for them to get in touch with clients and customers, yeah. now it is a three-day event. Yeah. Life is a little crazy. That extra three days really kind of helps. I think it does. <laughs> it, it, we're also trying to just be that much more inclusive. Again, as we said, we moved from being in the middle of the night for some countries to at least a set time. Oh, but yeah. Because hey. the GCDC happens across the world. We've got participants from... Oh, yeah. All hundreds, over. Hundreds. All over. This year, we're up to 14 registered um, um, countries. But we've had into the 20s. And again... It's going to sound, I wish I had this number for you. This is me not being prepared. But <laughs> Neither of us, it's okay. We had, we've had, it's got to be around 40 or 50 countries. So this year we now have a new one, Nicaragua's one, but we have other countries that haven't signed on yet, for instance. Okay. And so 
Um, so definitely over the span of this is our 11th year of the 11 years, there have been dozens of different countries participating in different ways. Um, but uh, what I was going to say about this year is, um, and last year, we're letting them choose their time of day. And that came out of... Um, in the hotter nations, so again, this is now all basically virtual and we'll get to that, but in the hotter <laughs> nations, when they were changing babies at 10 in the morning, it was the hottest point of their days in some of these countries. And so we had people like begging, can we just hold an evening event, please, please? And so we're like, oh, I never, of course, it never occurred to us here in Canada. In April, I can barely organize an outdoor event, let alone hope for one, but yes. And so we have different days they can choose from so that it works on their schedules and for their business but we also have different times. You can book a morning event. You can book an evening event. You can book all sorts of, there's one woman, she does three days, three events. It's crazy. Morning, noon, and night. <laughs> she does it all <laughs> because she wants to cover her bases for her people. So there we go. Yeah. So it's a annual diaper change that happens <laughs> around the world. And yep. now that we are living through a global pandemic, it's gone virtual. Yes. It's what a does that mean? How did that kind of roll out? <laughs> what did you learn from last year? Okay, so like everybody else, uh, last year was crazy, but in my little world, it was very crazy because we were plugging along, planning our 10th annual celebrations. We were very excited. And of yeah. course, said, obviously, as you can imagine, the years previous, everybody did in-person events, huge events, hundreds of peoples at some of them. It was really quite crazy. Yeah. Um, and so we were hoping for large numbers because of the excitement of the 10th year. And then, as you can imagine, around this time last year, March, <laughs> ticked in and the world was starting to shut down here and there and things were going on. And we thought, all right. So we weren't sure what we were going to do, whether we were just going to cancel it full out or, and again, people did talk about postponement, but at least I was aware enough to know that postponing would have been... The reason we have it in April, like I said, is just um, it's nostalgia, first of all, but she tied it to Earth Day for a reason to mark Earth Day. And so it seems strange to postpone it, even though there could be a possibility of doing that because of something like a pandemic. But knowing that when would we postpone it to if we moved it to June, we were still in trouble in June, as you know, do we postpone it to October? Nope. Everybody was still. In, so here we are. <laughs> well, yeah. And everything April. just kind of. Yeah, I'm just so happy so. we didn't postpone last year because all that would have ended up meaning is we would have had to cancel it because now here we are a year later doing the same thing. So, yes. Last year was a little bit crazy. Uh, we had lots of people sign up, obviously, assuming because we opened our registration in January, assuming that they were going to hold in-person events. And so it was a pretty, pretty good mix. We had about 75 to 80 percent of our hosts stay on and host an online version or a virtual version. Probably, obviously, quite toned down because we were sort of flying by the seat of our pants since everything started to shut down in March and our event is just a month later. Um, but it went really well. We had about, again, like I said, 20 to 25% that just decided that, okay, then they're out, they're going to cancel. And I, I mean, absolutely. I understand. Cause again, people needed to get their um, deposits back. We had halls rented across the world and stuff like that. And so, because it was still also new, like I had not even heard of zoom at this point last year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a stay at home mom. I had no idea. I knew it was relatively new to begin with, but I had never. And so we just explained to people, however they could do it. If you wanted to do a Facebook live or an Instagram live, um, 
if you were able to use Zoom or again, what are the other things? Google Meet, anything that where they mm-hmm. can have a, a reaching, a communications with their um, participants, uh, we would we would accept it. We, they just had to be creative and how they wanted to do it. And some people would take screenshots. We like to have, we always have a before photo where mommy is holding the diapers in the air or the parents, pardon me, because it's not always mommies. And then an after photo with the baby thumbs in the air so you can see that the change has taken place. And so we just said, if you can get that proof that this change has happened, then your numbers will count. And so we just kind of went with it. Now this year, we're a little bit more organized because yes, we made it through last year, but we were able to kind of move forward with that finally. And here we are. I kind of can't believe that's where we are, that we're still planning it this way. But of course, if everybody needs to be as safe as possible and with children involved, especially, and so we're quite happy Mm -hmm. there's a virtual option. So this year, it's going to be probably predominantly virtual. Mm-hmm. I saw that that maybe depending on our regions, yes. restrictions, there might be some in-person events, but we're going to see predominantly virtual events this year. Absolutely. So I'll tell you, we have 185 events registered as of this afternoon, and I have 3% in-person events. And so now I actually can't remember what that was, but six or seven. And so obviously there are regions in the world. So the Australia's and the New Zealand's, Singapore, yeah. I know it's one, they, um, they have, they're able to do so. I'm not saying that these are going to be massive held events because of course everybody is still kind of waiting for, um, waiting for their vaccines, waiting for the go ahead. Uh-huh. But uh, there's even one of the um, one of the in-person events. It's just a small get together. It's five mummies. They're going to hold it outside. Now, of course, I'm, I'm a blank again. I can't remember which country that was in. But again, if you can hold your event um, safely and following your local region's set restrictions for whatever they are this time next month, yeah. then we're okay to accept in-person events. I'm not saying you have to be virtual because we understand that across the globe, um, restrictions are just different. Yeah, it's a very changing situation. It is, but with the variant, I'm all aware that, again, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants there too. So we allowed people to register and then they can try and book it and be in person. But of course, if on the last weeks they realize they can't, then of course, flipping to virtual isn't going to be an issue. But yes, we're at something like 96% already signed up as virtual events because why even chance it? And so they're just going that way. 185 events so far. So we're feeling pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, 185 events. And I mean, virtual, there's so much room even there to engage with people who feel maybe you don't feel like they have the that in-person community. So maybe we can make it um, something something big and exciting. Well, I think it, it, it worked out well last year because I was impressed with, um, there are definitely the events where it's just somebody got on there, they said hi to their people and they, you know, um, they did a change, a simultaneous change. And then, you know, 15 minutes, they were all off and sending each other their pictures. And it was sort of what it was. It, it's just, you know, but this year, because there's pre-planning and stuff, they there are still going to be people who hold like, so one of the groups I know is kind of holding an all-day event where from 10 to 11, she's going to have a speaker on that's doing a couple of different things. And then they'll let people break for a bit so they can have a break. And then they're coming back at lunch and they're having a luncheon. Or So they're all supposed to bring their foods and join back on with their kids and their families. And the kids at the end of that will do a now there's a mini GCDC where they will change their dolls into their diapers. Yeah. Then they're going to break again and then they're going to come back and they're going to have a cloth 101 and a swap type thing for people that want to do that. And they're going to end their day with their diaper change. And so it's like three little three hour porch, uh, one hour portions, pardon me, that will kind of span the day. And so, but 
you know, not everybody has that time in their schedule either. Just, you know, people are back at work. People are doing it. So, <laughs> but it's still a so great opportunity to create some fun events, some fun. I like that they're being that creative with it. Absolutely. Right? To get the communication out there. Because again, part of what this was, was like I said, a celebration for the cloth diapering community that existed. But we really want to share the information with the non-cloth diapering families and or share new information with people who have only ever say used flats and now they want to use um, um, the modern day pockets or something like that. So yeah, sharing the information and doing it in a, in a way that makes it accessible for everyone is awesome. Yeah, and that's always been, and still remains one of our biggest, I say are, but like, yeah, the cloth diaper community's biggest barrier is, sure. is a Absolutely. lot of that information and that communication. So if somebody is listening and they wanted to host an event this year, either virtually or in person, what do they kind of need to know and what where can they go to get more information well, we have a website as you can imagine <laughs> yeah on the website that's where you would go to register there's four or five pages on our website which just has general information there's a listing of where you can find local events in your neighborhood again that's less of an issue now all of a sudden because virtual if you're willing to sign on to an event that's two in the morning because you want to be on there with your <laughs> maybe you have nocturnal yeah you never yeah, know you can totally do that if you wanted to it'd be kind of funny but um yes we have a website it is the t-h-e obviously the gcdc.weebly.com weebly just happens to be our provider and it's a lovely free way of getting online there <laughs> yeah. but it's a good website it has lots of information it has our past details like what i was talking about mm-hmm. before all of our information from the last 10 years it has some smothering of pictures it links you to our social media because we're on facebook twitter and instagram so you can see what past events have looked like or what we've gone through and things like that but of course it also has the page right there where you can register um and we have it in English and Spanish because we have such a contingent um, that Mexico, you'll see if when you go to the new locations again, they weren't even part of us for the first couple of years and then they started to join us midway and now it's like all Mexican events. It's all <laughs> There's so many, and last year or maybe the year before, uh, one year you had a lot of events uh, in India and one of my... Yes. Yeah, my administrative assistant here for the Cloth Diaper Podcast. She is in Argentina, so I'll have to ask oh, yeah. her if she has an event going on. They have yeah. multiple Argentinian events again mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, as I, that was the first one I popped up. It's amazing seeing the types of cloth diaper communities that are out there beyond what we know in the English speaking world. As I scroll through all of these Mexican events, oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, I can't even. They're they're so exuberant. Like to me, the, the merging of it, but it is a massive nation too. Like you know, hundreds of millions. So it's all good. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I, mean, I always I always think that Canada feels super big. I know Karen here is she's near me ish, but um. Yeah, we're pretty tiny. <laughs> like, there's more people in the state of Florida than all of Canada or something silly. We just have 38 million, I think, is what we're yeah. at. And so that seems large to me, obviously. It feels large. But not in comparison to some other nations, no. I was going to say, um, as a weird thing, this is just my little aside for today, but we have Nicaragua oh, yeah. signed on. And that's the first Nicaraguan <laughs> if that's the way we say it, uh, event that I know of all, at all, period. So I believe that's a new nation this year. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, I, I'm going to be held to that because, of course, I wasn't on the committee, even though I've been GCDCing since it started. I was not on the committee in 2011 to 13. And so I just don't know for certain, but I really think they're new. 
Yeah, no, and it's fantastic. It's, it's so awesome. I just had a conversation, like one of my recent podcasts, it hasn't aired yet, but it was with a woman from Malaysia. And I have a woman in my email from the Philippines. And just listening to these different stories about cloth diapering and how cloth diapering impacts them. Um, it's just it's just beautiful. And it's so cool to see that we have so much that we can learn from these. And I hope that uh, people are going to, I see you've got some new hashtags this year. There's a, a, um, there's a Mexican or a Spanish hashtag. So I can't wait to check that out and see what people are talking about and how they're cloth diapering in other parts of the world. So if yeah. a person wants to participate, you're going to go check out that list on the gcdc.weebly.com, or maybe you'll get invited to one on a Facebook group or, um, and you'll find the list and you'll find the event and you can just show up and participate. All you need is a baby and a diaper. Exactly. You don't even necessarily need to have a cloth diaper. I mean, you do for the change, but if you are not a cloth diapering family, as long as you can loan one, uh, borrow one from somebody or get one from a loan agency in your area, anything like that, maybe you buy your first one just for this event to see what it's like. Um, yeah, we just need you to change into a 100% reusable cloth diaper, but you certainly don't need to come from a family that regularly does so. And again, that is part of it too. Just trying it out to see what's new. Um, but yes, our website is there. I, I was going to say quickly, just if you Google great cloth, diaper yeah, change, it definitely comes up change. if you Google it. It pops up. The website will pop up or you'll find us on Facebook. All the links are to everywhere. Anyhow. So Facebook links to Twitter, but also online to our website and vice versa and all around. So yes, you can easily find us. Yeah. And I just chatted with um, Megan from the Milwaukee Diaper Bank. And there are there are diaper banks around the U.S. that have both cloth options available for parents. So if that's something, there are options. I am going to be doing, uh, I volunteered, the volunteer, I got uh, voluntold <laughs> that I was helping out Anna oh, from yes. Nerdy Mama. Oh, so we will be we'll be co-sponsoring that virtual yes. event but i i also know that she's emailed me like six times today i see you anna i see you yeah we know you're there i'm really busy <laughs> super helpful she's good because she's good at she always gives um swag to our hosts and she's always good with the coupon code but she's also always immediately there i love it when i open registration and the, you know it's just they're, they're, oh yeah she's super excited yeah. and I, that's where i'll be but i i know that i just i'm just kind of being I'm just tell me what to do and I'll just, yeah, I'll just show up. Anna. good. No, go. Okay. I'll just show up. Uh, I think it helps share so the workload. Work. And again, virtually, even though there's still stuff to be done, it isn't, it isn't the task that hosting it in life. And, and I'm not trying to freak people no. out next year when hopefully everything is good to go. And we're having in-person events, hosting smaller group events. is completely fine. We don't expect everyone. That's when we were going for the records. And as much as we love the hundred, 200 person type events. Yeah. It obviously comes with a great deal of <laughs> uh, prep, um, prep and there's, you know, a seven, Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this can be very overwhelming. I've been to, uh, I went to a breastfeeding challenge sure, that yeah. was like 150. Yeah. That was a big event. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. it takes a lot of manpower yeah, we, to. We try to go. We. We, we mimic some of the big latch on stuff sometimes because those events are really well put together, organized, yeah, and again, are. have a good global reach. And so that's an awesome, yeah, <laughs> it, it feels very similar, actually. Different. It is very, yeah, it feels like it'd be very similar. I had such big hopes last year, too, and then uh, the global pandemic kind of just kind of hit and you 
you know, we are in Canada here too. Yep. And I, I, I have grass today, but I've never seen grass in March. So for an April event is so hit and miss. It's, it's, so I, <laughs> I, my original one, 2011, I booked for Canmore because we were going to be out there anyhow around the Easter long weekend was the yeah. first one. And it was 18 degrees that day. And I can remember going into this hall thinking, man, we should really be outside. But of course the ground, yes, was covered in snow. I will say I have a backyard right now that has, it's, it's it's brown but it's there like uh, we have grass man that never happened it's so strange so i mean at the same time our friends in florida are probably like i can't imagine going outside in april exactly it's right the weather by the end of april it's definitely humid there by then yes Uh, yeah the weather is always a big one it's just because finding uh, in my community finding indoor spaces is really hard so and in april it's even harder when you're competing with uh home shows I guess those aren't going on and wedding season. True. Wedding season is what bit me because again, uh, so far, like I said, for the first few years, I just committed to and stuck with the Canmore area. But already, obviously, as you can imagine, April, April, May, June is wedding. And so already I was competing with trying to find space with people. Kept thinking I should just do it outdoors. But of course, thank goodness, I think it was the fourth year. The fourth and last year was a blizzard. And so my people that were driving out from Calgary to join us, which was lovely that most of them still did it. But that was the year I thought, okay, that's that. We're moving into Calgary because A, I was starting to get quite large numbers. But B, I didn't expect people to, you know, take their life into hands to change it. So <laughs> I thought it was probably time to move it back into Calgary area. And that was good. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah right. So if some, so if somebody wanted to support the event, but maybe they couldn't attend and maybe they can't host, what are some, are there any ways that we can help the great cloth diaper change, make an impact and encourage cloth diapering? Oh, yes, always. And again, so we're not, they, it used to be a fundraising event. I will say when, so once it started by this uh, one group, uh, Tidy Tots, it did be, get taken on by what was the Real Diaper Association. And it was a fundraising event for years for those guys until uh, sadly they closed their doors a couple of years ago. Um, we're not a fundraising event at all anymore. Now we're just doing it to, again, promote the awareness. And maybe one day we'll link to something like the cloth option or something. I keep thinking, I should get in touch. I should get in touch because <laughs> it is a wonderful way to use it, right? As if you can. What would you say, Karen, like in your 11 decades, here of being involved with the great cloth diaper change what do you think is like what makes this event such an important part of the cloth diaper community why do we need this event um and what does the community gain from this event Uh, well um i think knowledge and so again like i said uh if you're already a cloth diapering family or already running a cloth diaper business it does not hurt to get out there and again hopefully in person one day, but virtually mingle with the people that are your clientele or your resources and stuff. You can find out what's new in the, in the, in the cloth diapering world, if you will, you can find out what's cheap, what other people have done, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And I was thinking, I'm thinking here that our listeners have not heard of the part that I've now removed, but Karen and I just caught up on some few great ideas, just having a chat to sit down on zoom. So having a chat to sit down, in a live virtual meeting or to go yeah. to a, it's just an opportunity to brainstorm and Absolutely. learn things. Really. Ask those questions, make sure there's no dumb questions, <laughs> but it's also, of course, like I said, a good way to get that information out there for those that don't know or have always wanted to know. So again, the mom that's pregnant with her, with her first or the mom that's pregnant with her fourth. And she thinks, screw it. I did <laughs> disposables the last three times I'm done. Maybe you're leaning that way because it, it is, um, 
it can be costly at the beginning. It doesn't have to be, but it can be more costly at the beginning. Uh, um, but you can learn ways of being cheaper. You buy a few here at a time, use them until you can get your stash developed. Maybe you can find a loan program in your area, things like that. All of that information can come from these different groups because um, uh, the best part I've liked about it, about GCDC, but also just even running my local cloth diaper group on Facebook is everybody has a different experience. They come from someplace else. They've used different materials. They've used a different brand than you. And you start to understand what might work better for your child. Uh, and I think that promotes not the not giving up, if you will. And I know that you talk about that quite often. I see it in your Instagram feed and stuff, but, but it's true. So many people will try one thing and it just doesn't work. And they're like, ah, and don't get me wrong. Everybody's friends. If you can try again in a different manner or or don't force yourself, like you said, to do it 24-7, just have them when you're at home. Make it easy on you. And then it's one less diaper in the landfill. Awesome. Like, just why not? But yes, it also does help with cost. It really can. If you're already doing those loads of diapers, apparently those loads of laundries, because you have a baby, what's another load of diapers? And uh, it really will help with um, diaper need, like we've talked about before, and uh, other costs. Absolutely. This sharing of information. Yeah, and I uh we're all out of diapers here and I don't feel like laundry load has gone down and I feel significantly I'm exactly disappointed. There. Yes. Um <laughs> felt like we would stop cloth diapering and then no, suddenly laundry no, would become like, easy. Um the only thing that has kind of sort of helped, and this is just here, but I'm sure other people are like this. Um it's that little silver lining to COVID. I have my four children at home. We're in the hub is what it's called in Calgary. We're at home homeschooling. And so because of that, we have this awesome ritual where we put on our clothes Monday morning. It's two six-year-olds and a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. So the 13-year-old, this is kind of iffy because he's at the point where there's some deodorant being worn. We need to be a little bit more. But for the most part, these people, they take off their clothes at night. We hang them up or put them aside, put those same clothes on the next day. Lots of good clothes because we can. <laughs> Nobody's at home who cares if something gets soiled or somebody spills okay so i'm not but it's really working and then we do the same on wednesdays we change into new stuff it's, it's better for awesome. the clothes it's better for <laughs> yeah. the environment it's, it's less laundry you're supposed to never wash your jeans i think that's I a thing i've heard that so. it still freaks me out a little bit but yeah like like never ever it says it's not just don't want this yeah, you just, just like toss them in the freezer. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'm ready for that. But yeah, um, my kids go to bed in the clothes that they go to yeah, school yeah. in. So that's how we reduce laundry in our house. Uh, it was awesome to catch up with you, Karen, today. Thank you so much for sharing with me and everybody else a little bit about the GCDC. Um, and yeah, thanks yes, for I got to pick your brain a little bit. But um, <laughs> it was awesome. I'm glad to chat. I'm sorry. I know we're both busy, so it's a little bit of uh, finally getting back to each other. All right, so I hope to see you out at a Great Cloth Diaper Change this year. I will be co-hosting the Great Cloth Diaper Change with Anna from Nerdy Mamas on Facebook on April 24th at 11 a.m. Pacific. I have also been invited to guest appear. I guess, if that's a thing, at a few other great cloth diaper changes online that weekend. So maybe I will surprise you at a great cloth diaper change hosted by your favorite brand or retailer. There are so many amazing events happening, and I hope that you can find a way to drop in, join the community. If you're a new mom and you've just started cloth diapering, if you're curious about cloth diapering, is a great way to show up. I know that the internet can feel very daunting sometimes because it can feel like everybody already knows each other, but we don't. 
And uh, we're always welcome to making new friends and welcoming you in. I know that many of the events will have prizes and activities. Just participate. Come say hi. An online event is a great, great resource for um, centerverts. I know that would be me included. I'm actually absolutely terrified that I got a couple of emails asking to be a guest appearance because I don't really feel like a cloth diaper celebrity. I feel like a cloth diaper imposter most of the time. Um, but yeah. I was worried that this show was not going to be long enough. It is long enough. So I am going to leave it here. Don't forget to subscribe. April 22nd is Earth Day. April 24th is the Great Cloth Diaper Change. And then in May, we will have the Flats and Hand Washing Challenge. And I have been connecting with diaper banks across the United States to bring to you some incredible content talking about diaper need and the super real, super tangible things that we can do to support parents around the world with diapering because diapering is becoming is super important diapering is important it's important for health and it's important for health <laughs> i don't know why i stumbled over there but it's like it's your physical health it's your mental health it's the baby's health it's mama's health it's everything and we will be talking about that later i am going to stop rambling enjoy your day and i will see you online